The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, October 20th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! Week 8 of the HBCU football season kicked off last night as North Carolina Central, the defending HBCU champs, defeated Morgan State 16 to 10 and first of all it was good to see uh, football back on uh, on the campus of Morgan State University in light of the tragedies going back or the tragedy going back um, about three weeks ago uh, ago or so with the shooting on campus right prior to homecoming where uh, Morgan State's homecoming uh, was in fact canceled and so it was good to see um, people back on campus in a uh, in a safe environment and uh, some football being played uh, on Thursday night. As for the football game, I thought there were a lot of opportunities in this football game uh, for Morgan State. Give the Eagles a lot of credit. There, the Eagles are de- the defending champions. Um, the 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 Morgan doesn't have a great offense. I think if Morgan had a decent offense. Um, then it might have won uh, this football game because I mean let's look let's look at the numbers okay even if you look at the first downs uh, the Eagles had 13 first downs the Bears had 12 I think the Eagles defense is very very good I think Morgan State's defense is on the elite level check this out you're talking about Davius Richard perhaps the best player in all of HBCU football, one of the best quarterbacks and one of the best players in FCS football. That Eagle offense had 201 yards of total offense. You look at Davius Richards' numbers, 16 of 30, 122 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was only sacked once, but he only carried he carried the ball 11 times for only 29 yards. As a matter of fact, as a team, the Eagles only had 79 yards rushing in the football game that would suggest to me um, and we've seen this 
during the during the course of this season. Yes, the Bears came into that football game with a one and four record. Leave out of that football game with a one and five record. That said, okay, and and the Bears are down one to the Eagles currently in the MEAC standings. The, the, to me, it says this is a Bear team that may be right there still, even though one down, okay? Because, I mean, at the end of the day right now, to me, uh, the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles came back, uh, you know, w- came back against Elon, came back against Campbell, won both of those football games. As a matter of fact, came back from Campbell's down, like three touchdowns, came back, came back on Elon. Um, You know, North Carolina Central has definitely won some football games this year. Uh, But to me, I don't know, there seems to be a little bit of a chink in the armor with respect to North Carolina Central and its offense. Now, the defense has been very, very good, no doubt about it. but uh, for the most part, now, points-wise, I mean, you look at Campbell giving up 48 points even to Elon, uh, giving up the 23 points Elon was nationally ranked in, and the Eagles are definitely um, doing well winning football games. But it's something about the offense that isn't the same as it was last year, and the numbers would suggest that. Let's look at some of those numbers um, really quickly as it relates to North Carolina Central, rushing the football for 157 yards uh, per game. Davius Richard only throwing for 158 yards uh, per game this season. My point is, I think the MEAC, um, again, the Eagles are up one right now on Morgan State. But, you know, I'm not sleeping on any team in the MEAC. I realize Howard has had some challenging times. MEAC play begins. South Carolina State has had some challenging times. MEAC play begins. Norfolk State has had some challenging times. MEAC play begins. Delaware State has had some challenging times. MEAC play begins. Uh, I think, so I think that, um, you know, with that being said, I, you know, I, I think the Eagles got to get something going a little bit more from an offensive perspective. I think that, uh, you had two, well, at least one key play in the game um, that really turned the tie. Because remember, Morgan got the football march right down the field, got the field goal, okay, to open the game. That game remained three to nothing, okay, for quite some time. So, you know, it was one of those deals. Um, as a matter of fact, it was three to nothing through ha- halftime. It was still three to nothing, okay? Um and then after the end of three, it was only three to three. And this is a Morgan State team that came in again, as I mentioned, one and four on the season. I thought that the interception and the return by the Eagles really in that, in that, uh, in I think, what was that? I think that was the third, I can't remember if it was the third or the fourth quarter. That was key. I mean, I think that was really big. Um, the Now, so I, when I'm, I'm looking at the numbers, the, Quarter, the interception was attributed to Dominique Anthony. I thought it was Carson Baker, actually, that threw that interception. Either way, the Eagles returned it back, put some points on the board, and I think that's what sealed the deal. Plus, uh, Morgan State turned the ball over, uh, fumbled the football one other time. Um, 
And so two turnovers really sealed the the fate, I think, of Morgan without any offense because that is an elite defense. That Morgan State defense is an elite uh, defense. That said, the Eagles protected the football, um, made plays when it needed to make plays, did enough to win this football game. My only concern with the defending champs, a win is a win, as uh, the legendary Rod Broadway would say, all wins are good wins. This win by the Eagles falls under that category. But what about moving forward? That's sort of my concern uh, with North Carolina Central uh, moving forward. I think this, you know, there are some positives, right? Only six teams in the MEAC, but we get to see MEAC play and it's, you know, it, it's, it becomes an absolute dogfight from this time all the way through the end of the season. We saw even last year where South Carolina State was down, managed to beat North Carolina Central, although the the uh, Bulldogs dropped a couple of games and uh, the Eagles ultimately won the MEAC and then went on. I mean, I, you know, I know, I know officially it was a tie with Howard, but no, the Eagles beat the Bison head-to-head, thus should have been named conference champions outright, but ultimately won the HBCU National Championship uh, with that victory over Jackson State. So, good, uh, solid, it, it was a solid defensive struggle. Uh, you know, again, not particularly great offensively by either team, okay, particularly Morgan State, but I think a lot of that, the Eagles' struggles on offense in this football game had more to do with Morgan State being an elite defense, again, holding the Eagles to 201 yards in that football game. So, I, you know, game was good. I, I definitely enjoyed uh, that football game. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I mean, it, we'll see what happens. I think the MEAC is going to come down to the wire this year. Okay, it did sort of last year because Howard – you know, was in the mix and had only lost one football game, even though um, the uh, even though uh, Morgan or excuse me, even though Howard lost to the Eagles head to head. So let's look at the HBCU national game of the week, which is going to take place on tomorrow. Fayetteville State is hosting Johnson C. Smith. So this is a Fayetteville State team that has gotten it done two ways. From an offensive perspective, running the football, and they've been able to stop opponents uh, defensively. That's how the Broncos have gotten it done this year. As good as the Broncos' defense is, Johnson C. Smith's defense, uh, from a numbers perspective, is even better than that. The you know, unfortunately for uh, Johnson C. Smith, it hasn't been great offensively at all. Uh, this year either okay but with that being said it has gotten it done defensively I think when you look at Johnson C. Smith and and the quarterback situation I mean it was it was supposed to you know was supposed to be a little bit different for Johnson C. Smith this year that just hasn't been the case uh, so far in terms of the quarterback play Tyrell Jackson um, you know he's out you know you bring in Robert Adams he hasn't turned the ball over, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown uh, pass either this year. So I think this will be another battle from a defensive perspective. Both teams run the football uh, well. Both teams are adept at stopping the run. 
This game is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And while it has upset written all over it to me, it has upset written all over it to me. Um, what I would say is when I look at the schedule from both teams, now two losses uh, by Fayetteville State so far this year, but I mean, the two losses were two games to start the season, a heartbreaking loss uh, to end the game against UNC Pembroke, and then a 24 to 10 loss to Lenore Ryan. Both have beaten Lincoln this year, who is much improved. Um, the difference to me is the schedule is tougher for Fayetteville State. Uh, beat Virginia Union 10 to 7, a last second field goal with six seconds remaining. That was a conference game. Um, and so to me, um, I think that Fayetteville State, five time defending uh, Western Division, uh, Southern Division champs, um, CIAA defending champs, has, been in a, is, has had a better uh, schedule in terms of the competition level. And so for that reason, I will go with Fayetteville State over Johnson C. Smith in this football game. You can give me your thoughts. You can hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W on the uh, Fayetteville State Johnson C. Smith matchup or my thoughts on the Morgan State North Carolina Central matchup and the rest of the season as it relates to the MEAC. On the weekend edition of Box to Row, I tell you what, looking forward to that. We're going to be joined by Edward Waters, head football coach, Toriano Morgan, going to be joined by Alabama State head football coach, Eddie Robinson Jr., and going to be joined by Washington Commander's corner, Danny Johnson, who, of course, a former HBCU All-American, played his collegiate football at Southern University. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can catch up on the podcast. If you've missed any of our podcasts, you can watch on the box to row YouTube channel as well as on BoxToRow.com and iHeartMedia.com as well. Enjoy week eight of HBCU football. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk with you on Monday. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.